Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. A few days ago, I was in the tropical northern part of Honduras, standing outside a bus station with about 500 people who were waiting to leave for the United States, not by bus, but by walking in a caravan. It had been raining off and on for most of the day, and the sky was dark with heavy clouds. Half the people standing around me were males in their early 20s. The other half were families, mainly single moms with little kids and babies. They were going to start walking at night in the dark and then try to stay together for more than 2,000 miles because there are robbers, gangs of thieves and murderers all along the way. A young man or a family traveling alone would have no chance of survival but there's safety in a large group, everybody watching out for one another. I was talking with a woman, interviewing her on tape, a caller Maria, about 30 years old with curly hair pulled back tight in a bun. She was holding her one-year-old daughter in her arms, and her two sons, both with their grade school backpacks, were standing at her side. They were so innocent. It seemed impossible and wrong what they were going to attempt, but I'd seen mothers like Maria with little kids who'd made it all the way to Tijuana with the caravan last fall because everybody stayed together. Once they got to the border, however, they were on their own. I wondered how much Maria knew about the border, so I asked her, do you know how you'll cross over into the United States? She said no, but that she was praying for God to help them. And when she said this, I saw in my mind a vivid image of her with her children standing alone in the Sonoran Desert, 80 miles south of Tucson. I'd seen it before. I was there in 2005 and had watched mothers with babies walk north across the desert, and I found out days later they didn't make it. I ended up producing a story that won an award but the women and kids didn't come back to life. So I told Maria, don't do it, don't go, it's too hard. The desert is brutal and the border patrol might take your kids away. She stood there silently looking at me and then tears started running down her face. She couldn't stay home, the street gangs and the poverty, no real health care. No real education, robberies, murders, kidnappings every day. She had to leave, and the only hope she had was in making it to America. And I took that hope, her dream, and I crushed it. It was like I was watching her dissolve from the inside out. And my whole body said, no, none of this should be happening. I can't do this. And I turned off my tape recorder. Maria and her kids left with the others a couple of hours after it got dark. I've been back home now for a few days, and I've yet to listen to any of the tape I recorded in Honduras. Maybe I'm waiting for this feeling to go away, the feeling of lingering shock, like when something really bad happens and you're still standing and breathing, but all meaning and identity are gone. Then, when things start to come back, they're weaker, injured, more like ghosts. It's not only that you're different, 
It's now you're made of ghosts. They call it trauma. Since I've been back, all the news is about building the wall. The same arguments, fictions, shouted back and forth. We need to stop this nonsense and start focusing on what makes people flee their homes in the first place. That's why I went to Honduras to see what can be done to break the cycles of poverty and violence. Friends and family told me not to go, that it was too dangerous. But I thought and still think ignorance turning away, arguing about a wall is only going to make things worse. More violence, more poverty, more caravans. So I went to Honduras and I met only friendly people who wanted to help me. I met people there who know how to solve their problems and have devoted their lives to making it happen. They come from different walks of life but share one thing in common, a sense of responsibility, a moral obligation to help others in need. So over the next few weeks on this program, I will play their stories. For now, there are some photos from Honduras on our website, homebrave.com, and also buttons to push to donate, subscribe, or buy t-shirts and patches. I feel rotten asking for money after seeing what it's like in Honduras, but I need to do it because Home of the Brave survives off listener contributions. Thank you very much for your support, and thanks to Erica Heilman, Katie Davis, and Jennifer Sanchez. Thanks for listening. More soon.